Hey, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your man, Bevon. And today, man, we got an amazing guest with us today. We have artist, label executive and owner, and just an overall creative person, Ghostwriter. Y'all give it up. What's good, man? What's good? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm grateful, man. Another day. You know, I know. Just, uh, a lot of people ain't see it. You know what I'm saying? So the fact mm. that I'm here talking was a blessing within itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Look, I know. I'm, woo, I know. With the whole turmoil of the world that we live in today, it is... I'm thankful every day to wake up and my legs function and my lungs function. I can see and talk and do all those things. So every day is a good day. That's real. It's yeah, the little man. things, man. Little things that we forget to thank God for, man, that, that go unnoticed. You know what I'm saying? And those are mm. the things that, are, that I value the most. Just mobility and the, the, the ability to be able to wake up in my right mind and you know, to, to have all my limbs work. You know what I'm saying? To have my mind work. You know what I mean? To be free to maneuver the way I want to maneuver and not be in shackles. Yes, sir. Yes. Trust me. I, I do, man. I'm glad to have you on the, on the show. I am interested in finding all about the great, amazing things that Rebellion Records has been working on, what you yourself have been working on, your journey. So, man, so let's just jump right into it. For people who are watching, watching the show, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate all of you being here. And so, man, if we can just start, just walk us through your, your musical journey. Um. Man, my musical journey. It's um, I, it's it's, it's tough because I I have so many. I feel like I have you know you sometimes you feel like you have more than one start. You think one, one time you think that this particular start is your break, and it's not just to be, um, you know, another step on the ladder, but not actually a start. But um, but yeah, man, I started. I can say at like 16, 17 years old, um, writing. Um, I I took a lightning into music after my big brother put me um. He put me on to to hip hop initially. Uh, having an older brother when you when you know when you're young, um, it helps to kind of shape and mold your idea of what you think you're gonna be or what you think life is because you have somebody kind of to, to model your life after. And um, that's what I did. You know, whatever my brother was doing, whatever he was into, is what I wanted to be into. Um, he made music, and uh, you know, I, I can remember him having this brown suitcase full of raps, like you know, I me mean, to this day. And I would always go through him, you know, not really knowing what he was doing, but I knew he was making music somehow. Um, and that, that was, that's what really sparked uh, my interest into music, just watching my brother, because my brother's a hip-hop artist, um, and watching him write and have tons and tons of these lyric sheets um, all over the place. Mm. And um, then it was the music that he, that he gave me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can imagine being like 11, 12 years old and listening to, like, to N.W.A. or, you know what I'm saying, or records that I had no business listening to, but was like to me I was just so like amazed by the fact that these individuals were able to um to kind of like tell their life story by rhyming and pattern, you know what I'm saying, in pockets and couplets. I thought that was just amazing. Um so that's kind of what sparked it for me. Um my brother and in the music he had he had played for me, but it wasn't until like he gave me the, the crisscross jump album. Oh um, that was like my first uh actual CD. Heck I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, but that was my first one. And when I realized there were kids that was doing this and I'm like, damn like you know what I'm saying? Like, they're older than me, but still, like, you know what I'm saying? It's dope to see some kids actually making music. I thought it was for adults. You know, I didn't know that kids could do, you know, could do this too. Mm -hmm. um, so that was initially what sparked it for me, those three things. My brother paired with him, let me play the music that he listened to. And then that Criss Cross album, that was like those three things 
um, together was like, was it for me? That was when I knew. I was like, okay, this is something that I want to dabble into. Um, but it wasn't up until I was uh, I was about like 18, 19 years old. Um, there's a, a DJ by the name of DJ Ruckus. His, his cousin is Lenny Kravitz. Um, he had a studio, and he allowed me to, to record with him. He would make beats and allow me to record on top of his beats. And I was like 17 years old, just trying things out. And it was the first time I'd ever heard my, my voice um, on a... Uh, on, like on a recording, you know what I'm saying? And I just could remember how infatuated I was with that sound and with that, with the idea that I could like write something down and then put it over a beat and record it and then get it played back to me. It just, it was mind blowing. Um, so those, those things in, in order and succession is what led up to me taking it serious. So I'm like, okay, so if I record enough of these, these songs, I can make an album, you know what I'm saying? And that, that was my initial idea. And then I went from, from ruckus to, Liquid Shield, um, uh, brother by the name of Nick Fury, who owns a label named Liquid Shield. Um, I met his partner. His partner brought me over to him, took me to the studio. Uh, I rhymed for him. They played him a couple of my records. Um, we got started and we made music for about three years. Um, like I say, two, three years. And uh, just him giving me that opportunity to come and have a place to record as well, because it was big to be able to have some place to record at. You know what I'm saying? It was one thing for you to be able to write the music. But it's nothing for you to actually have some place to lay it down. I think that's what stifled a lot of people that they don't have a support system. But mm. on the liquid shit was the support system for me. I would catch two buses in the train to Nick's house to be able to uh to be able to to, to record, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um it was it was it was an amazing experience for me, man, just to be able to have some place to call a home base and to be able to wake up and work. So those were like my early starts, man. But you know, before I actually, you know, got picked up by a label. But those those two initial starts for me were like the you know were like you know those were the launching pads for me um, in terms of just getting out there and getting heard because of, you know between Ruckus being who he was and between Nick Fury with the name he had um, and those two guys helped me to get my sound out and to get my music where it is um, you know it, it helped me tremendously so I, I, those were those are like my my starting points you know what I'm saying Yeah, I think it's interesting that you you talked about. You know, you think one one section of your life is where you're really starting, but then right. there may be be another section where it really is your 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 main catalyst into into your career. Right. You know, and I I think I think life is like that in in general. You know, what I'm saying like we we arrive at certain points in in our life and we think that, you know, I kind of made it at this particular point or this is you know my launching pad, but then we find out years later that this particular event was was your main catalyst. And I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us kind of go through that and, you know, because we, we have our own plans, right? We have our own plans about what we want to accomplish and how we're going to accomplish those plans. And sometimes we think it's a, it's a straight, a straight shot, but we realize that it's a really curvy up and down type roller coaster. And so, so we're not really, we're not really sure. So, so kind of talk about your own experience in, in kind of dealing with that uh, and how that kind of impacted yourself from, you know, from an artist's perspective, uh, you know, kind of going through those ups and downs and those windy roads to to get to where you are are today. And there's a whole lot more I want to talk about uh, in relationship to that. But uh, I'll, I'll just throw that out there. Anything in, in relationship to, you know, those those winding roads or those those bumps that you had to uh, trans, you know, traverse just to get to just to get to this point where you are today. I think, well, I think it's this, that's like multi-layer question, right? Because there's a spiritual layer, right? Where I firmly believe like, um, you know what I mean? Through prayer um, and you allowing God to lead you and order your steps, I believe that he's going to always put the right pieces to the puzzle 
together for you. Um, and this is just my belief, you know what I'm saying? I believe that, that um, you know, that your life is already set out, you know what I'm saying? And I believe that there are, are, are plays that are in motion that are set up for you to be able to have the success that you want. Um, but sometimes we don't listen. We don't listen to the Father. We don't listen to our Creator. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we don't even listen to ourselves. Like, we let other people's thoughts um, dictate how we move, or we let other people's ideas uh, for our life dictate the way we move. And I've never been one of those kind of people. Like, you know what I mean? My, of course, my mom didn't want me doing music, especially, you know, at the time when I was a kid and I was, I was talking about it, like, Pac had died, Big had died, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, she's like, oh, remember those guys that died years back? I don't want you mm-hmm. involved. And it's like, like she, all she saw was like the negative aspects of it. You know what I'm saying? And if I had listened to my, my mom, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that I don't listen to my mother because there's things she tells me that I do. But when I'm strong-headed about something in terms of like career-wise or what it is that I want to do, like I can't let anybody deter me from that because my mom mm-hmm. came up like her life and it's time for me to live mine. So I always think that, that, um, that we just have to be obedient to God, you know what I'm saying? In terms of where he wants us, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like if you make your 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 uh, intentions plain to him and you you know where it is that you want to go and you lay that out there and then you make the vision plan and you say, hey, God, this is what I want to do. Again, this is my belief. This is what I want to do. And here's how I want to do it, right? Like, can you illuminate a path for me? Can you guide me in the direction that I should go so that I, I can be a success, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, that's my spiritual layer. I'll tell you this, but it's multi-layer. Another layer is that um, the twists and turns that you make uh, throughout getting to your, your journey is a part of the process, right? And you can't skip that. You can't skip the, 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 the heartache. You can't skip the downs. You can't skip the, the difficult times. You can't skip, like, the flakers, the people who say they're going to be there for you and back you and then they won't. You know what I'm saying? You can't skip. Like you, it, it just you can't just go and bloom into a rose. It don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? You can't skip the growth process. And a part of those things that that we go through, even the negative things that we go through, they are part of the process. They are part of the shaping and molding of who we're going to become as artists, as people, as fathers, as parents. You know what I'm saying? As individuals, as as artists, whatever. Um, so I just feel like that's that's a very very important factor, man. So a lot of times I thought, oh, this is my big break. This is my start. And it turns out just to be a part of the process. It wasn't my start. And then my pop said something to me one time. He was like, look, he's like, yo, I dominated Pop Warner, right? Only to start over um, in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, I dominated high school only to start over in college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I dominated college only to start over in the NFL, right? So don't ever think that you're here, that you made it, or you're final. There's never a final point until you pass it close. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're always going to be having new starts. There's always going to be um, new opportunities that propel you to new heights. So I stopped looking at, like, the start and stop thing, and I just start working. I just keep my head down. That's our mantra at Rebellion Records. Keep your head down, pray, and work. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we've been doing. So I, I don't look at it anymore as, like, you know, okay, this is this is my big break. This is just a part of my story. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm. the way I look at it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a critical point is because – Every every action that happens in a person's life is a part of their story. Every path that they travel on is a part of their story. Whether that path is, you know, a, a smooth, you know, well laid out path, or if it's a rocky path, it's all a part of the story to help a person grow and develop, and to better themselves as as a person, right? Or as as an artist, or as or whatever it may be, right? So everybody has to. Yeah, everybody has to go through certain trials and tribulations and 
and things because that's kind of what makes up their unique characteristics about who they are as as a person. And so, you know, when, when you when you're speaking about that, you know, I, I love the fact of how you said your, your father, he was like, when I went to high school, I dominated high school, then I got to college, you know, so everybody has to understand and kind of what you're speaking is that there's layers to to everything, right? So, so I know it's not my interview. I'm just saying, like, so, so no, 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 I'm saying, no, I'm saying because my background is in uh, organizational development and leadership training, right? I've done it for 20 something years in corporate America. And I always had to tell leaders is the fact that when you go from playing one level of the game to the next level of the game, it's a whole different ball game. What skills you had at that particular level may not be the skills that are necessary at this particular level to take you further and take you further, right? You're going to, yeah, I mean, that's, you're going to gain new skills and new and new things along the way. So, so I, I think that's important. So, so let me ask you this. So for you, what did you learn along the way to help yourself uh, to to grow as a person and to grow as as a creative? Um, man, I, I would just say I, I had to learn that timing is important. Timing is essential. You know what I'm saying? And that we can't have anything before it's time. I think timing is one of the greatest lessons that I've learned that God has taught me. Timing and patience and preparations for time, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, like I say that to say, this is like, you'll eat nothing that comes out of the oven before it's time. I would hope you wouldn't, right? You know what I'm saying? Like nothing that, that comes out before it's time is ready to consume. And I feel like like there were times where I thought I was ready. I thought it was my turn and I'm like, God, okay, this is it. And I was in a big position. I'm talking about like, you know, if you know my background, you know my history, you know the people that I've worked with, there were times where I was like, okay, this is it. This has to be it. And it wasn't it. And and then I realized later on that I wasn't prepared. You know what I'm saying? Even though the situation was before me, it was premature. You know what I'm saying? And I learned that that um, you know, anything that goes before its time, um, for example, um, I was in the studio, right, and I was working with, with Dre on detox. Um, and I just thought, okay, like, you know, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm elbow to elbow with one of my heroes. You know what I'm saying? And I thought at that moment I was ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, this is it. You know what I'm saying? And I would question sometimes, even my, my prayers, like, God, why not this situation? Or why not the Rock Nation deal? Or why not, why not the Capitol deal? Or why not the deal with Epic? All the situations I have on the table, like, for some reason, they would always, they would crumble. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, mm -hmm. like I'm, so, I'm so ready. And then years later, I would run into situations, you know, again, that felt right and i would say okay well damn i thought that the situation that i wanted back then was a situation that was for me i thought i was prepared for that situation but now as i've grown five years down the line i see that if i took that situation back then i would have blown it because mentally i wasn't prepared spiritually mm. I wasn't prepared. you know what i'm saying like so there's certain things that god won't allow me to have because it's like if i give you this right now i'm giving you i'm, I'm putting a loaded gun in your head you know what i'm saying and you're still in the toddler phase so either you're gonna kill yourself or somebody you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so that's my biggest takeaways, man, from, from, you know, just from my career, from my life period is that nothing happens before it's time and nothing should happen before it's time. You know what I'm saying? If you try to squeeze a square into a triangle, you're going to break the edges. <laughs> yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, that, that, that was it for me, man. Timing, you know? You know, timing is everything because, you know, it's so crazy because I, I, I was talking to on, 
the interview Thursday night with uh, James Worthy. And uh, he's, yeah, he, huh? That big fan, James Worthy. Yeah, James Worthy, he's a, he's a beast. He's a beast. And, and he talked about that. He said, you know, timing is everything. He said, if I was to come out as an artist before I was supposed to, I probably wouldn't be at the level that I am now. And I think that's, I think that's important is that everything, there, there's, there's a time for everything. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the Bible talks about it. It's time to, time to eat, time to pray, time to stand, time to sit, a time to teach, a time to learn, a time to do all these different things. And so, so, so timing, is, timing is everything. And I think a lot of times we live in this microwave, fast-paced society that we want everything now. We don't, we don't want to go through the struggle. We don't want to go through the hard times. We want the glitz, the glam, and everything, everything right now. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, and, and, I, and I think that's the, that's the thing. In a conversation I had with, with Mark Bird, like last year when he was on the show, was he said, if you really think about it, he said, that's where the best music comes from. He said, but people don't want the struggle. People don't want, you know, the, the pain and the heartache. But you got to go through that. No, you have to. You can't skip it. You can't skip it. You can't skip it. People, like I said, people want to be rose petals without, without actually, you know, breaking through the ground. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm. you can't. It doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? They, they want the roses without the thorns. You know what I'm saying? And you got to take one with, you know, one with the other. They both, they come together. You can't skip that. You know what I'm saying? You can't. <laughs> you cannot Promise. skip it. Everybody want to skip that. You can't skip that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you cannot, you got to go through it. And, and I think that's the thing is that we want the success without, without the rest of that stuff. But so, so let me ask you, do you think our culture plays a part in that, in that perception that you can have the roses without the thorns? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's a, you know, there's a lot of people, and we could share that blame with a lot of people. You could share that blame with the labels. Um, you know what I'm saying? You could share that blame with the culture. You could share that blame with the, with the consumers. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, if you truth be told, like, if I told you that, look, man, you can run around the block and get $10 million, right? Or you could step outside and walk across the street and get one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, are you going to take the extra jog around the block for the 10? You know what I'm saying? Maybe you would, but the average person, they don't want to do the extra work. They don't want to do the extra lap. So it's like, I'd rather go outside and get that $1 million, you know what I'm saying? Because it's easiest. And nobody wants to do what's right. They want to do what's easy. You know what I'm saying? And that's because, that, and that, that there's a lot that has to do with that, you know what I'm saying? And society has played a big role in that too. Where like, you know what I'm saying? We feel like we're deserving of something that, you know, that we haven't worked for. You know what I'm saying? We feel like we're owed something for some reason and we're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, Especially these kids today. I don't want to sound like, you know what I'm saying, the, you know, the, the OG dude in his 30s, like, talking, you know what I'm saying? I don't sound like that guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, because, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but, you know, but but the truth be told is that, you know what I'm saying, everybody feels like, you know what I'm saying, they should have something, whether they work or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I was, oh, give me a million dollars because I was born. And it's like, what, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to go outside and we got to work. I tell my son that my son's six years old. I tell him the same thing. Like, you can't have nothing unless you go, you work for it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't mm-hmm. put your legs on the ground, you're not getting it. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and for me, truth be told, like, I think that, that 
the older I get, and I, and I just, I guess it just comes with wisdom because I didn't know this when I was 21 years old, you know what I'm saying? But the older I get, the more and more I understand how significant um, it is for, you know, for me to, to, to put work in, you know what I'm saying? And to not focus on, on what's going on around me because that's my distraction. The biggest distraction you can have is like, is focusing on what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a big role in that because on social media, you can see what everybody's doing, you know what I'm saying, as you scroll. You can see what 30 people are doing that, you know what I'm saying, that you admire, that you look to in a matter of 10 seconds just by scrolling up. So I think that if we if we stop focusing on what everybody else is doing, even stop focusing on our own success, right, and just keep our heads down and work, by the time you put your head up and you look around, you have had everything around you that you prayed for, and you won't even know how it got there. You know what I'm saying? But that's just because you need to focus on the work. Work has to be the, the, the primary focus. Your spirituality, your family, and your work. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta drive at. You know what I'm saying? And if you mm-hmm. don't, like, you know what I mean? If you focus on everything else that's around you, those distractions are gonna drive you crazy. They're gonna drive a suicide. The, the suicide. Uh, levels up. They're going to drive the race of, of, of murder up. They're going to drive the race of you even just not being mentally stable. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's a whole different other conversation that hip-hop artists are dealing with right now. You know what I'm saying? That's partly because the fans have so so much access to them. You know what I'm saying? And they're paying attention to it. I remember being at Poe Boy, E-Class, I was out, my first video on World Star Hip Hop, I was reading all the comments and E-Class was like, yo, you read that? And I was like, yeah, I want to know what they saying about me. He was like, why does that, that don't matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, Get to the next video. Why are we reading what people have to say about you that don't know you or never shook your hand that don't know anything about you other than what you give them? So we got to stop caring about what's going on around us. And I don't mean in a sense of what's going on community-wise. I'm talking about entertainment-wise. You know what I'm saying? We got to stop caring about, you know what I'm saying, what Fab had on today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How hot a 16, you know what I'm saying, kiss spit or what, what, when Bobby Schroeder get out of jail. Like, you know what I'm saying? Bobby Schroeder going to be all right. His family going to cover him. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't be focused on the gossip and the hearsay and, like, you know what I'm saying? Who's going to mm-hmm. make this fresh recovery and all that, man? Just put your head down and work. Focus on what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Focus on building your brand. Focus on, on building your family up, your team up, and the rest is going to follow. And I, I can't I can't preach that enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? Gems. That's, that's, straight, that's straight gems right there. People, I think we get so distracted by what happens on social media. I'm glad you, oh my gosh, I'm glad you said that. I love the fact, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, uh, the Defiant ones with, with Dre and with, uh, with Jimmy. And, and and Jimmy, he told it, he was like, you know, he said, you wonder why horses have blinders? And so they can't look to the left and to the right of them because as soon as you do, you're going to get distracted. And I think that's, I think that's kind of what happens in, you know, and a lot of us have fault. I've, I've been, you know, I've succumbed to that myself, seeing what somebody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I've seen that. Like I got, a, I got a friend who's he's a, a Grammy award-winning producer, and we've known each other for like ten plus years. And there was a moment in my, it was a moment of a very quick moment though, that I was jealous. Like, dang, this dude made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what separated us, me from him, and how come I ain't got it yet? But then I had to sit back and realize, like, yo, wait a minute. My story is not his story. My journey is not his journey. He's put in the hard work, time, and effort. I'm not at that place yet, you know what I'm saying, to say that I can have what he has achieved, you know what I'm saying? So I think... That's really... I think, you for even admitting that. That's crazy. Cause a lot of people oh, yeah. I mean, I've never admitted it to him. 
So now if he's watching, I don't know if he if he is or not, but yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 was a real moment for me to go. Why you know? And I've had to learn over the years that com- comparisons can be bad if we are using that to kind as of validate as a metric, yep. right? As a validation, you know, to say you know about how we should be or where we should be at a certain point. Now, if I'm using it for only my own self motivation, then okay, cool. You know, hey, I see you out there getting it. I'm gonna work hard to get mine too. But I'm not gonna compare my life to somebody else and say, dang, my life is is crappy because I'm not at this particular level and I'm gonna hate on another person for that. But I mean, uh, but anyway, to, uh, time it, man, time it. Yeah, it goes back to man, like you can't like your time and that person's time is different. You don't know how much time, and God forbid, you know, you don't you don't know how much time any of these brothers that you know have on earth. So you don't know what it is that God needs to expedite for them for whoever else's life that he's going to affect. You know what I'm saying? You got to that's how deep you got to dig into it. Like God don't play chess. He don't play checkers. The game mm-hmm. that he plays, it's not even a game. You know what I'm saying? It can't even it's not even quantifiable like, you know what I'm saying? The way he does things is so masterful, you know what I'm saying? So so like you could look at this individual and say, "Man, how come his success is his uh, success has been expedited? Or how come he he's here or he's there?" And we can't ask those questions, man. We just, I've learned to just be, yo, I'm so happy for brothers, man. My homeboy, yep. Cam Wallace, got signed to Motown. And I saw Cam, he's been working as long as I've been working, you know what I'm saying? And he got signed to Motown the other day. And I was just like, man, I was so happy for him. I, I sent him a DM, I texted him. He had just texted me a couple days before that about doing a record. Like, yo, I want to see your record to get on. And he just got, he got, he got a, big, a big situation over at Motown, man. And I was so happy, you know what I'm saying, to see his success and to see that the work he had put in the prayers that he had put forth had, 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 had uh, benefited him in such a way, you know what I'm saying? He's reaping the, the you know, the, the, the fruits of his labor and, and I'm happy for him, man. And I, I could never see myself being in a position where I'm like, man, you know, how come can, man, you know, I look, I decided not to go the route of a major label. I decided to start my label. I, st- I decided to become my own major, you know what I'm saying? So the route that I took is for me. The route that Cam is taking is for him. The route your boy took is for him. We all take routes based upon what we pray for and based upon what we feel is best for us, right? So, you know, we can't we can't look at people's success ever and, and hit, hit them with the why me. You know what I'm saying? Don't no, we can never do that. And like, you know what I mean? When I was young, I used to feel like that in certain ways, like, oh, I'm way nicer than this dude, or I rap way better than homeboy. How come, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't have all lot of how comes, bro. I ain't got no more how come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you I know what me either. Right. If I keep my head down and work. And keep my head down and pray. Everything that I ask for is going to come to me. And 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 there's no there's no way there's no doubt there's no way around that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like work mm-hmm. plus faith is going to equal your success. But you got to put the work in, and and you cannot quit. That's right. Faithful that works is dead. So amen. Yep, you got to put in the work, man. So so let's kind of talk. Let's kind of talk about about some of the work that you have been putting in. In relationship right, to to your artistry, uh, and to what you've been doing with uh, Rebellion Records, so so let's kind of talk about talk about that. What was your motivation behind starting Rebellion Records? Um, after so many failed deals, man, you know what I'm saying. I had opportunities on the table. Like I said I had Rock Nation uh, uh, opportunity on the table. Uh, I had Epic Records. Um, I had Capital. I had Atlantic, um, and it was just so many ups and downs every time. And then you know, obviously. With Po'Boy, you know, I decided to walk away from Po'Boy. Um, 
that being the last deal that I had. Um, and I just felt like I wanted to be the label that I always wanted to be signed to. Like I dreamt of having this label that had this family atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? And that had several producers and like a graphic team and like just everything all under one umbrella. I dreamt of that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know what? Like long gone are the days where I'm going to go out fishing for something that I could build for myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to try to like run laps, you know what I'm saying? To go or tap dance to go sit at somebody else's table when I can grab a hammer and nails and some wood and build my own. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just not with it. I'm not with, like, begging, you know what I'm saying, or pleading, or, like, taking situations that I know are going to put me, set me back financially. I ain't with it, bro. I had enough. Like, enough is enough. Everybody knows what enough is enough for them, man, and enough was enough for me, man, to run around and, like, you know what I'm saying, oh, you got to have this particular type of record. You need up this amount of spins on the radio. You know what I'm saying? You need this amount of clicks on YouTube. I'm like, man, that shit's mm-hmm. dead. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I got I'm all out of, like, Knocking on doors, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna build a house and make people make people make people come knock on my doors. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's time to come knock on mine, and I open the door and I'll hand out the situations now instead of being the guy that's begging and pleading at the doorstep when it's outside thundering and lightning and raining and niggas won't let me in. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, look, bro. I woo. I feel you. I yes. You know because I think I think so many people are caught up with the image of a record label. I think right. there. I think you know when when I, when I say a record label, I mean like a major record label, Sony. You know, you know those types of you know capital, and I, I think they're so so caught up with being on a record label for what that record label can do for them, versus trying to figure out how to go out there on their on their own. You know what I'm saying? And I I, I think that's I think that's a big a big. Um, I think it's just a big, a big misconception of what people believe happens on a major record label versus kind of doing it on their own from an indie perspective. It's the worst loan, like, it's the worst loan you could ever receive. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, I, and look, here's the thing. There are pros and cons, right? I'm not going to bash majors, um, you know what I'm saying? But people, there is, that's like the metric for success. Like, people think... Mm-hmm. Oh, if I get this, if I get signed to a Sony or two or an Atlantic, like I, I did it, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And it's like um, that may or may not be true. I know individuals that have been on these major labels and have just been sitting until they were released. You know what I'm saying? And then I do. I also know people that are on major labels right now, and they and because of the pandemic, they're starving because they can't tour. Because guess what? You know, if they ain't paying that money back. You know what I'm saying? With them streams, it just it's just not happening. Like you're not making. If you knew the percentage that you get from them streams, man, it's like, it's like you know, you, you cutting the penny in, in, in four pieces, you know what I'm saying? And then and you taking one of those. And then we're going to stack one of those four pieces of a penny every time, and we're going to try to make a million dollars off of that. It's like, it's just, you know what I mean? The, the way you make money today is being on the road and by entrepreneurship, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, when you get tied up into these majors, man, and, you know, you stuck on these, these long contracts, you know what I'm saying? Or you got to sell umpteen records. Or, or you got to pay back X amount of dollars. Like, just knowing, I remember one story I read that knowing that DMX on his second album that he was in a red. And I'm like, man, this dude sold like two, three million copies. How is that possible? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, like and, and, I, and, and the more and more I dug into it, the more and more I shout out to Donald S. Patterson. I read this book, um, uh, All You Need to Know About the Music Business. Um, 
right. And the more I dove into that before I started my label, like I did my research. And the more and more I did that, the more and more I, 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 I studied, the more and more I realized that it wasn't feasible for me to, to, to sign to a label unless I was getting a, a partnership. You know what I'm saying? If I was getting mm. a, a, pack, a pack and distribution deal or a partnership, that that is something that I would, would, would look for. But as an artist, it just wasn't feasible for me to do that. It just didn't make sense. For that, I just rather do the groundwork and build something, like I said, you know, solid on my own that I believe in, that I can put people behind and give people opportunities to, and that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? I don't, and I don't think that um, that you know signing to a major is, is is necessarily a death sentence, but you know you got to pick your poison. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you know, for me, you know, I'd rather not drink any. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah, poison is not healthy. Poison is not healthy for the body. No, no. <laughs> not at all. You know, and I, I think it, I think it, it depends, right? So, so kind of like you said, not bashing labels. Labels are a, a very important function, but I think it's, I think it's for. There are certain people that will fit with the label model, and there are certain people who fit with an indie model, and right. it depends on what you want out of that record label, right? So, if you want a partnership, a distribution deal. You know what I'm saying? It, it depends on what you want to get out of that. If you're okay right. with a 360 deal, right. you know? Yeah, those things aren't bad. You know, 360 is not necessarily bad. If, if the label's doing the work, you know what I mean, with you, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, like you say, it's all in what you want. Some people, some mm-hmm. artists don't know what they want. That's the problem. Some artists are so green and so immature, they don't know what they want. You know what I'm saying? And I think that um, that before we, you know, we, we start making this music and we just jump right out there and just take whatever it is, whatever they give to us. I think we need to understand how to value ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you worth and what are you in it for? Make that determination. You could be a blue face and a blue face will come out and say, hey, I don't like music. This is a hustle for me. So right. then guess what? The, the label situation is for you then, my brother. You know what I'm saying? But if you are in a space where we are in, where we're like, hey, you know what? We, we understand that the value is in capital. You know what I'm saying? We understand that the value is in ownership. Um, you know what I'm saying? And we understand that we can do more by owning and then we can by being a part of something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So we were rebellion. You know, I have artists on the label that I'm sure want to do their own thing eventually as well. And guess what? We'll power that because what we're about is trying to empower everybody that's on the team. Nobody on this team is here because they work for Ghost Rider. They're here because they have a dream. They felt like rebellion was an avenue for them to actualize that dream. And they also understand that I'm here to back any and everything that they have going on as well. So whatever you do, whatever you want to do, just understand that you need to value yourself, who you are, what you are, and what you want before you press play. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Before you, you know what I mean? That's just my, my, my thing. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. I, I, man, I 100% agree with that. Let me drop my little gems real quick. I think I 100%, 100% agree with that because in that same conversation that I had with James Worthy on Thursday, we talked about you got to know yourself. You have to know yourself. You have to know the value of yourself. You have to know who you are as a, as a person in order for, and, and I'll say it in this situation, because, you know, when I do leadership training at, you know, you know, for these big fortune 100 companies is the fact that in order for you to lead individuals and teams effectively, you have to know how to lead yourself effectively. And if you can't lead yourself self effectively, there's no way you're going to lead anybody else effectively. I mean, how are you going to be messed up? trying to lead other people. You know what I'm saying? You're going to end, you're going to end up creating other messed up people. Right. That's a fact. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so speaking about, you know, you could, cause you mentioned several times, you know, your team. So how did you, what was your process of determining 
the right people for your team? Like, how do you know when you get to a point just like you? Yeah, you you are right fit for the group. I got a pretty simple answer for that, man. It's just prayer, man. Mm. You know, I'm a very spiritual being, man. I, and I feel like, um, before I always ask God, just to, because I, I come to I, I come to know that humans will flow, and sometimes we make decisions, you know, based on, on what our emotions are telling us, which is like the that's like the recipe for hell. You know what I'm saying? We can't. We have to. There's a such thing as emotional intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, us, some of us have not even tapped into what it means to be emotionally intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't know it exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know financial literacy, financial intelligence, they know scholastic intelligence, but emotional intelligence is so important. Right? And um, emotionally, I don't, I try to, I try not to make decisions um, based on how I'm feeling about a certain thing more so than, than what God uh, what God puts on my heart, you know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Like I pray, I pray that God lead me in the direction that that's going to make sense for not just me, but for the individual that I'm bringing on board. So a lot of times I won't just bring people on. Like I never just brought somebody on, um, just cause I was like, Oh, he, he's, he's dope. I have to like connect with you spiritually first. You know what I'm saying? I have to know that you have a greater purpose, right. In your life and that you understand that there's a greater purpose and a greater calling in your life than just, being in a, in a booth behind a microphone or just you doing a graphic design or just you doing a beat. You got to understand that we are not here um, for ourselves, right? We're not here because God said, I brought you here to do everything you can do for you and then die. It don't work like that. And, the, and so the people that I bring on board have to be spiritually uh, aligned and also have to be like-minded, you know what I'm saying? Because I know that it's just basic knowledge that if you and someone else have something common you know what I'm saying? Have something in common, you guys will get along, right? Like if you, mm-hmm. if whether it's a spouse or whether it's, you know what I'm saying, a girlfriend or whatever the case may be, if you find commonalities, common grounds, you guys will get along. And we have to think alike. And I'm not saying you have to, you have to, my every thought has to be your every thought. You just have to understand the basic principles that I understand. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and so a lot of the times, you know, when I, when I run into people or when I come across people, it's like, damn, like every single person that I brought to the company, they, they like we on the same way, you know what I'm saying? We think exactly the same way, you know what I'm saying? Like, like no egos, you know what I'm saying? Like no, no, no anger issues, you know what I'm saying? No, no issues with, with anybody else succeeding. Nobody trying to put their credits above anybody else's credits. Mm. I lead that, you know what I'm saying? So I expect everybody that I bring on board to be the same way, you know what I'm saying? So I pray that God just send individuals my way that believe what you believe, that, that think the way you think, you know what I'm saying? I understand what you understand so that we can we can we can build something here that's bigger than ourselves because the moment I start bringing individuals here who have egos you know what I'm saying or who are big on their own name who hustle for their first name and not their last we're gonna clash you know what I'm saying we're gonna clash because like you can't come into rebellion records with a me mentality because if I started it and I got a we mentality ain't no way you're gonna walk through this door and like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying bro like me, what about my album? What about my song? What about my like, you know what I'm saying? Nah, it ain't it ain't me ain't on that. So my process is just prayer, man. I just pray that God send me individuals, like I said, man, who 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 believe in something greater than themselves. And every single person that he's brought brought across my desk has been that. You know what I'm saying? Every artist, every producer, every designer, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the brand manager, like all everybody that's here has that same mentality. 
it's you know what I'm saying God first, we then me. You know what I'm mm. saying? And and it's just it's, I'm just grateful, man. Like I haven't had to like to be in a position where I have to be like, hey, we gotta let buddy go because you know yada yada. It's like every single person that was here from from the jump, with the exception of maybe people that might have maybe one person that might have just felt like it was too much. But every person that's been here from the jump is still here. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's like tough to say. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? That you still have individuals that you started with that's still in with you for the long haul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, man. There's so much. There's so much. There's so much stuff in there. There was. I mean, there's so much stuff in there to unpack. That that's 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 crazy. You know, like I was thinking as you were saying that is you all got to be driving the same direction. You know what I'm right. saying? And you all got to be looking the same direction because as soon as I start doing this and trying to do something else, it, it's, it's going to cause cause clashes. You know what I'm saying? Like a house divided can't can't stand. And so, right, right. you know, so 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 that's good to hear. You know what I'm saying? Prayer is, is, is a huge part of, of 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 a decision making process, like especially yeah. when it's major decisions, especially when you're bringing other people on board, because when you're bringing other people on board, now you're dealing with, you know, the idiosyncrasies. You're dealing with the personalities. You're dealing with, you know, this them as as an individual. And I'm always just I'm always just curious when people have other people because you know for me it's just me. It's just me that does we create music TV. I don't have anybody else. But it always find it interesting when now I, at um, in my corporate America job I got people that I lead. You know, from a managerial perspective, but. Uh, from my own individual, you know, entrepreneurial business that I do, it's just it's just interesting to hear how people kind of lead, you know, in this in this creative space, and and how they make those creative decisions with the people that they bring that they bring on board, because I too am always looking out and trying to determine who would be a best fit to bring on board for what for what I'm doing. Uh, so that so that's that's good to hear. That was good for me, good for me to hear too. You know what I'm saying not yeah. just for those who are who are watching the uh, watching the interview. So I appreciate well, appreciate that. Might not, everybody not might not look at it from a spiritual standpoint, man. You know what I'm saying, and that's unfortunate. But you know what I'm saying, like just it, whatever it is that you believe. You know what I'm saying, like whoever or whatever it is that you believe. I would hope that it would be the true God. Right? But whatever you believe, like um, you know what I'm saying, allow allow that to lead you. You know what I'm saying. Like allow allow yourself to be led by someone or something or a being greater than you, because you're flawed. You're a human being. We make mistakes every single day. You know what I'm saying? Just going outside. You know what I'm saying? The first ten minutes you've made five mistakes. So you might have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or like not been paying attention and blew a stop sign. Or you might have cut somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's just things that you do on a regular basis. So you can't lean onto your own understanding ever. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, like even with you on your walk of of trying to reach. You know what I mean? You're the greatest, the great, your greatest self, right? Even when you're on your walk trying to reach the best version of yourself, you're going to stumble, you know what I'm saying? But so that's why you got to pray and you got to keep yourself in line spiritually, man, so that you can make decisions um, that even you can't see how to make, per se, as a, as a human being. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all facts. That is absolutely right. Man, I, so I appreciate that. So, so let's kind of talk about you know, rebellion records as, as a whole and this crazy pandemic that we find ourselves in, right? Because you mentioned earlier that people haven't been able to tour like they've been like they were able to do in the past. And just kind of some things changed with this overall pandemic. So how has rebellion records stayed creative and motivated in in this crazy time that we face today? Yeah, 
Um, my team, man, I, I just told my team, when this, when this happened to us, man, like, you know, me and my team, we had meetings twice a week, right? We had meetings every Monday and uh, every Friday, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I, I told my team, like, initially when this happened, I'm just like, man, look, uh, you know, we got to just stay focused, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot that we can still do. Thank God for this internet, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot that we can still do. And whatever we can do within the confines of our home until this whole thing gets figured out, we're going to do. So whatever it is that we have the ability to do, we're going to maximize on that. So if we got the ability to promote on the internet, we're going to promote on the internet. You know what I'm saying? If we can still shoot music videos, you know what I mean, with you know what I mean, with a uh, limited staff so that everybody's safe, we're going to shoot music videos and we're going to put them out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to find ways to be creative. I came up with this this concept called a two-piece where I would do drop two, two, uh, two songs, uh, two-song projects, like mini EPs, and I did that for three months straight, you know what I'm saying, to just keep myself active, you know what I'm saying? And then... Uh, you know, in August, right before that even occurred, you know, we dropped um, we dropped a single huddle that ended up being that ended up getting picked up by ESPN, by the grace of God, and um, you know, what I'm saying and we also did a, a campaign with Dwayne Wade for his wine company with that same song huddle. So I just found creative ways to align my brand with other brands or to align my brand, you know, what I mean, with networks, you know, what I mean, that was still pushing promote my music for me while while I couldn't go out to go do things, you know, what I'm saying. So I thought mm. that. Was hardest thing to do, which would be able to just connect yourself with individuals that are promoting heavily on the internet, you know what I'm saying, so that you can still be visible. You gotta be visible somehow, you know what I'm saying, if you can't go outside and do it, then you gotta find creative ways to do it from the confines of your own home or from your office. So that's what we did, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we we, we, we found ways to be able to get, to get together and work and do music. Um, we did something called Camp TTM. TTM is like our mantra, it's to the moon. And, um, you know, with the whole rocket and everything. So. Um, we did a camp called Camp TTM, and what we did was we had everybody get tested for COVID, um, you know what I'm saying, and everybody, mm-hmm. everybody's results came back clean. We booked out a 12-bedroom crib. We turned the whole house into a studio, and 22 people came together and made music, um, did artwork, just grinded creatively for four days straight, and we were able to finish our, like, like 85% of our, our label's album. So, you know, we just found, you know, safe and creative ways to get together, man, and do things that, you know, that would allow us to still be able to work, you know what I mean, without affecting anybody else or ourselves. And if we did get together, you know, let's get these COVID tests, let's make sure we clean, let's just continue working, you know what I'm saying? And when the time is right, when this whole thing subsides, if it does, and when it blows over and we're able to get back on the road, we have the material locked and loaded, ready to go. My album is 95% done. I'm dropping a joint album with a brother of mine from Miami that's doing really well. That's gonna be phenomenal. That's coming out soon. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my artist Kenyatta, he's working on this project. My artist Annie, her, her her album's done. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Jet's working on his project, another artist of mine. It's like we 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 have all of our our, our projects, you know what I mean, ready to go. You know, KD's working on the album as well, my DJ. We so we're just loading up, man. And by the time it's time for us to be able to get outside and we're able to move freely. Like, we don't have enough content and material to be able to do that. This is preparation time. This time, this is storehouse time. Right? You know what I'm saying? If it's snowing outside, you know what I'm saying, you can't go outside and eat, you, you better have went out before it started snowing and stored up food so that you don't starve in the house. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You, you, you better get toilet paper. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you got it. So that's, that's what we need. That's what we had to do, man. And I, I, and I feel like, you know, we locked and loaded, man. We in a space where... As soon as, you know what I'm saying, we're in a position to be able to go out and hit this road and do these spot things, we're going to be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Be smart, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I, th I think it was smart that, that you were still able to do a camp like this in, in the midst of this, of this pandemic. And it was smart to get everybody tested and everybody to come there, 22 people in a 12 bedroom house, just cranking out songs for four days. You know what I'm saying? Watching movies, because I've I seen one of the, the, the images, y'all watching oh, movies and yeah. just, just yeah, having yeah, a, yeah. And, but, 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 but that's bonding time, right? That's, that's growth time as, as, a, as a label and as individuals to, to work and have fun together, to, to grow together. And I mean, I think that's just critically important. So when, when you think of the elements of, of a highly dynamic team, right? Sorry, I don't mean to be talking about you know, corporate America no stuff, but you know, that's, <laughs> but when you think about the dynamics of, of a highly organized team, that's one of the, that's one of the things is that the team, the, the team comes with a certain level of skill sets that they can gel together. Everybody knows what they do best and they can rely on others to fill in those, fill in those gaps. But you can only really get that if you have a strong network uh, of, you know, within that team and having fun and watching movies and playing pool and doing all those things helps to, to bring that team together. So, 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 so that, that speaks of just leadership. You know what I'm saying? That speaks of leadership from you as the leader of that, that group to be able to, to foster that type of environment for them. So, so kudos to you for that brother. Like there's not a lot of leaders out here in, in this music culture. There's a lot of individualized, uh, I don't even know what to call them. There's just not a lot of leaders from what I, from what I've seen, but <laughs> so, so early, early on, you mentioned, uh, having, oh yeah, no, go ahead and do what you got to do. Man, I hope everybody who's here is enjoying this interview. Greatly appreciate all of you tuning in. Man, I'm enjoying this. is my first time, of course, meeting uh, Ghost Rider. And man, I, I love his energy. I love his passion. And I love his belief. Likewise, yeah, you know, people people know me. That That's a big thing. I, I got a belief, a huge belief system in Christ that is that's off the chain. But, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, we'll, we'll save that for <laughs> for another day. Um, so, so, so. One of the questions I have for you is something that you mentioned is that uh, you mentioned that having a, a strong support system is is important. Uh, so so why is that? I mean, I kind of probably know the answer to that, but why is having a strong support system uh, important for you and for your rebellion team? Um, you know what? Like, here's the thing, right? Every day that I wake up, I'm not going to wake up like in the greatest mood ever. You know what I mean? Everybody on my team is not going to wake up in the greatest mood. You know what I'm saying? There might be certain things that they're going through uh, mentally, spiritually, financially. You know what I'm saying? And those things wear on you, man. And when you wake up and you're alone in that and you're just with your thoughts, that's a dangerous place to be. You know what I'm saying? When you have nobody to, to ask for prayer or you have nobody to lean on or you have nobody um, to back you. You know what I'm saying? Or just to, to coach you out of the corner when you put yourself in there, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think when you have a support system and you have people behind you that love you and believe in you um, and that are willing to go the extra mile with you and for you, um, uh, it, it helps along the way because you're going to need it. It's humanly impossible for you to be successful um, or to have the right type of success without having backing. And I don't just mean like financial backing. I just mean spiritual backing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some people that will hold you up because there are going to be times where, you know, you could be right at the finish line. And you know what? Two more steps would probably make you collapse. 
but if you got somebody on, you know, on, on each arm that can help carry you over the threshold, um, you know, you can get to your destination. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's that's just, that's important. You know what I mean? So, you know, there are times I have a group chat, and that in this group chat with my label, my entire team is in there. Every morning we wake up, and the first thing we say in the morning, "Good morning, God bless, all praise to God." That's the first thing we we that's that's how we speak. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't end our meetings, um, you know, without without a prayer. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't we don't start studio sessions without a prayer. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like us knowing that that we have each other's backs is what keeps us moving. You know what I'm saying? Like my mm-hmm. like artists here, like you know what I'm saying? They 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 know that nobody here is gonna let them fail. You know what I'm saying? The producers know that nobody's here gonna let them fail. Like I'm holding y'all accountable, just like I want y'all to hold me accountable. And I'm not I'm not just holding y'all accountable. I'm holding y'all up. You know what I'm saying? So the moment anybody on this team feels like, hey man, today is just too much to bear, man. What you need? You need time off. You need a break. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What do you need? You know what I'm saying? You need to pick you up. Like, you need to, you know what I'm saying? The moment I sense or I see something going on, I try to be there for that individual the same way I know they will be there for me. So what we built in this team is that. And support, without it, you cannot succeed. It's impossible. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, every single day you wake up ain't going to be a great day, bro. You know what I'm saying? Millionaires jump out. Just know that shit. Millionaires jump out of windows. I know. Like, out of windows. I've seen it on my way to the studio. I'll never forget it. Jump out of windows. So it's like no amount of money without support and God um, can sustain you. You know what I'm saying? So that that's that to answer your question, that is why, man. That is why I feel it's so strong to have that's that we got cushions. So anybody that falls is gonna spring right back up. Ain't nobody gonna fall and bust their head wide open. Believe that. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up, brother. Like, yeah, that's 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 awesome that you have a support system. Cause I think it's it's critically important that you have that in place from many right. different many different perspectives, right? You know what I'm saying? Holistically, you know, spiritually, you know, all those things make up the, from a holistic perspective. Physically, spiritually, emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Even sometimes financially, you got to have that financial support uh, right. as well to continue right. to do what you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, you got to have it. So from a holistic perspective, I think having that support system aids itself in, in, that, in, in the success of, of whatever it may be. And, and in this case, we're, we're talking you know, about Rebellion Records and you know, your, your, your team. But you know, that helps it to grow and to be successful. Without that support system, it's it's any any business model is is going to fail without a strong support system from those four different four different areas. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, there's there's so much there's so much I want to ask and so much I want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so there's two things before we you know end our time here together. There's two things I do want to talk about. I have a you know people know me. I have a whole list of stuff that I write down as we have a conversation about. Like that. So, so the first question is, how was your, the, the birth of your son your biggest motivation? Wow, man. That's a loaded question for me. Um, all right, so if you know, you know, the people who know me, you know that, like I, I mentioned, like my father, he, he, he used to play in the NFL, you know what I'm saying? And my dad's a very busy guy. And um, I don't think he, he uh, really had the time or really maybe made the time to put into me the way I felt 
felt like he should have. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and that 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 could be. There's there's multiple reasons why he might not have been able to be what I needed him to be um, when I needed it. But nonetheless, it happened, right? And um, there's so many things that I missed. You know what I mean? That there's just certain things that a mother can't give you when you when she's raising a man. You know what I'm saying? She could do the absolute best. You know what I'm saying? At being a parent, but it's just things that you need your father for that your mom just can't give you because she's never been a man, so she can't teach you how to be one. She knows what it looks like, but the ins and outs, like she can't give you. You know what I'm saying? It's like virtually impossible to to ask her to do something that she's never done before. It's like if I'm a soccer coach. Right, you come to me and ask me to teach you how to shoot a basketball. I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? What I could tell you based on what I saw, what I see on TV, but it's nothing like experience. Nothing beats experience, right? Mm-hmm. So, that being said, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know the emotional roller coaster that took me on as a kid, and the things that I knew that I needed, and the things that I lacked, the things that I wanted, the things that I saw my my friends have in terms of relationship with their father early on that I didn't really have until I got older with my dad. Um, but those things, those things, they, they hurt, they hurt, you know what I'm saying? They hurt me. And, um, and, and I felt like when my son was born that um, I knew what it felt like to be on the other side of that, that spectrum, you know what I'm saying? So, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, to go through, to have my son go through the things that I went through emotionally. So I felt like, when he was born, no matter how, how close I was to making it or no matter how great of success that I was or no matter what I had going on, like, when he was born, I felt like it was my time to, to call it a break. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want my son to have to endure the things that I endured or to go through the things that I went through um, emotionally because I don't know that he would have been able to sustain it. You know what I'm saying? I was mentally strong enough by the grace of God to make it through, through some of the things that I went through as a kid. But not every kid does, you know what I'm saying? And it's that's trauma that we're dealing with right now in the black community and communities, period, but especially in the black community right now that we need to address more. Like our childhood traumas, they carry into our adulthood, you know what I'm saying? And if we're not careful, they can destroy us. So knowing all of these things and knowing all the things that I've been through, right, and the things that I overcame and the things that I'm still trying to overcome, I'm like, I could never put another human being through that. Like God would never give me all of that pain for me to inflict it on somebody else gave it to me because he knew Grayson was coming. Remember when we talked about puzzle pieces in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Life, God has already seen my life before it happened. So I, I knew that I had to maneuver a certain way when my child came or that he was he was going to potentially be in the same position that I'm in if I if I become a FaceTime dad. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let me see FaceTime and let me say, oh, I love you, son. Good night. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't be a FaceTime dad. I can't be on the road and active in my child's life, missing everything and expecting his mom to do everything, knowing full well what I just told you. Moms, like, they do their best and they mm-hmm. nurture. But it's my job to teach. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. When you have a daughter, dad, you nurture, but it's your job to teach. Now, there's certain things that, from a man's perspective, you can give her in terms of game, but you never, you don't know how to be a woman. You've never been a woman, so that's not your job. You, there's nothing you can teach your daughter about being a woman. You know what I'm saying? So it's certain things you expect of your wife or of your counterpart or your girl or whatever, you know what I'm saying, to, to give to your daughter. And there's certain things that's expected of, of of a man to give to his son. And I can't do that through FaceTime, you know what I'm saying? So mm. I knew that 
that it was time for me to just call it a break. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I didn't know if that was going to be quits. I was hoping that it wasn't because I, I just, and at one point I thought I did quit. At one point, the success that I felt like I was chasing, um, I found it when my son was born. Nothing made me happier than just being with my son. And I was in a space where, like, if I had been 10 million, 20 million up again, the world probably would have never seen I probably would have made music in my career, but just never put it out because I, I wanted to just be a dad. That's all I wanted to do. Like, I, I was happy just being a full-time father. You know what I'm saying? But then reality sets in and be like, you know what? You got to take care of him. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, what I know best is music. You know what I'm saying? And I can't go out there and get a nine to five and then tell my son, you could be anything you want to be, son. And then he see me like, you know what I'm saying, doing something that I dreaded. You know what I'm saying? Now, if a nine to five is your goal, then you're successful. But that wasn't my goal. So I have my son 10 years down the line ask me, well, if you love music, then how come you were working at a power company? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you, I could be anything. And then my greatest hero has lied to me. So, you know what I mean? I, I had to pick back up, you know what I'm saying, where I left off. And once my son was at a space where he was old enough to understand, like, my stance in his life and that I'm here, you know what I'm saying? And then if I'm gone to go work, it's to provide. But I'm coming back through that door every time, you know what I'm saying? But I'm here. Like, I'm your father, and I'm here, and I've given you as much as I can in terms of foundational work from the time you were born until this time right now where I'm ready to go back to work because I have to. Because right. one, because I love it. Two, because I got to provide. And what better way to provide than by doing something you love to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's for me. So, you know, he, he motivated me, and, and, you know, indefinitely, man. Like, you know I mean? I could never go out here, you know what I'm saying, and do something that I don't love when I, all I do is to preach to my son. Find something that you love and stick to it and don't quit. You know what I'm saying? Don't quit. Like, I, I, I'll do this until, until God calls my number. You know what I'm saying? Until I see the fruits that I've, that I've, that I've of the tree that I've been planting and watering. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's, that's just that's where I'm at with it, bro. You know what I'm saying? I sure do. I sure do. Sure do, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Because <clears throat> the reality is, a lot of us, you know, even though you, even though your father was doing all the things that he was doing, playing football and and all those different things, you know, a lot of us didn't grow up in that type of environment. You know, a, a, a lot of people say, well, at least your dad was sort of there for you. You know what I'm saying? Well, he was there, but maybe not as active as you may have wanted it to be. And I know for like my situation, my dad was never there. You know what I'm saying? So it was just me and my mom for for the longest time. And I never wanted that for my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I never wanted that for my kids. So and that was one of the things when me and my wife got married, I said, no matter what happens, we will work through whatever needs to be worked through. There's no issue on this earth that we can't work through and figure it out because I never wanted my kids to grow up without, you know, a father in their, in their lives. And yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and the crazy thing is the stigma within, you know, the black, you know, the black culture is the fact that the majority of, of, you know, black youth grow up without, you know, they grow up in a single parent home. And, and, you know what I'm saying? There was things that my mom couldn't teach me that my dad wasn't available to teach me. So I had to learn those things the hard way. And now I'm trying to translate those things to, to my kids and I make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I got, I got one of my kids who actually is watching the show right now, but <clears throat> I love you. But I mean, you know, I make mistakes. What's going on? I'm not the, you know, I love you, but God bless you. You're watching. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like my, you know, uh, tech guy, make sure everything works the way it's supposed to and that the show runs the way it's supposed to. So. Love that man. I love yeah, Fox. yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, I do. Uh, and, and like I said, I know it's not like one day we're gonna have to have one of these, you know, fathers, sons, you know, type of show like this. But uh, I guess just to wrap that part up is the fact that, you know, we all make mistakes. But I think it's the fact that where you see kids thrive, and I'm saying you, I'm not saying that kids in a single parent home can't thrive. But when you have both elements there, then that child has wholeness. They have completeness because they're given things from both perspectives, the mom balance, and the dad. Yeah. There's balance. Yeah, there's, there's absolute, absolute balance that's there. So, man, yeah, I could go on about, I can go on about that because my boys know I love them, even though I'm a, I'm a tough dad, boy. I'm like, uh, me, I too. May, me too. I may, I may yell at you and shake my head and walk off and be like, what the heck? But don't yeah. ever think that I don't love you. And this is the message for all, both for my kids watching. Don't ever think that I don't love you just because I'm tough on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm tough on I, you because I, I love you. I'm tough on you because I love you. But yeah, so anyway, you're going to get Nobody understands that when you're young. You don't, it, like, it don't make sense. It's like it's like 2 plus 2 like equals 13 at that point. When you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what right. You mean? You, it makes sense. If you love me, you be nice. And it's like it's the total opposite. If I'm nice total to opposite. you, about everything, I'm going to destroy you. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Hand. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I like, one of, my, one of my greatest, my most my favorite quotes came from James Baldwin. And it says, that you must uh, both give your child the world and at the very same time, liberate them from it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't, if I don't, if I don't, another one, yes. So if yes. I don't, with my son, with Grayson, and I know this is kind of off topic, but when Grayson started elementary school, I had a conversation with Grayson about the word nigga, about the word nigga, about the word niggas. I broke all three down. And it's my son was five when he started. But I, had, I feel like this is something that I'd rather talk to you about so that when somebody calls you that, you don't think it's casually okay for you to bounce it back or get heard by the teacher using the word and then have to come, come back to me and tell me you made it. Like, I'm going to give you the world. And it's the fact that matter is that we got to give the world to our children a lot earlier than we had to get it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because things are such fast paced and things are so accessible. You know what I'm saying? So I got to have conversations with my son about firearms and about things that I don't even want to talk about with him right now, but I have to because, like, look, man, this is the world that you're living in. That yeah. there's somebody in the classroom that could bring one of these to school, you know what I'm saying? And I want you to know what it looks like, what you need to do, you know what I'm saying? If you see one, you know what I'm saying? How you need to operate, you know what I'm saying? If someone's pointed at you, like, it's just, and these are tough conversations, but these are conversations I have to have with my son because I got to give you the world because the, the, as bad as the world is, you can't go outside thinking that it's that it's sweet. Cause it's not, they will kill That's you right. out here and think nothing of you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, so there's, there's, these are tough conversations that we have to have. So I completely identify with you when you saying you being a tough dad, we gotta be, cause the era that we live in is tough. The world that they're mm -hmm. going on is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Crazy, crazy world, crazy world. But man, I, I, okay. So the last question I'm going to ask you about is about the most likely to succeed album. So, so kind of talk about your album. Kind of talk about uh, the music that's getting ready to drop for for people to to check out. Uh, what was your motivation behind uh, your your uh, behind your album? Man, so most likely to succeed is is the album that like I felt like I should have made first when I started making music. 
But like when you're in that moment, you don't know how to convey that message when you're in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I'm, I, I was dealing with the moments that I'm rapping about right now at the time that I wrote it. And then, mind you, this album takes place uh, from the age of like 17 to about 22. And, um, but, you know, at 22 years old, it's impossible for me to have, to have made this album because I'm still living in these experiences. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right now, I feel like I had an outer body at this age to be able to come back, like in my 30s, and to come back and then to go back and make the most significant music I've ever made by going to the most significant moments of my life, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like 17 to 22 is like a very crucial time for a black male. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, because it's a lot of things that you're just figuring out. You just experiment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? And you, 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 you go down roads, you know what I'm saying, that ultimately lead you sometimes to death that you can't come back from. You know what I'm saying? You go down roads that could lead you to places that, like, you know, you turn around and you're like, well, how do I get back? And you can't. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I was fortunate and blessed enough that I went down a lot of roads that could have caused me detriment. And God saw me through. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I was able to U-turn. Like, hey, this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like most likely to succeed um, gave me the opportunity to tell those stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when, you, when you're a kid, you think you have it all figured out. You think you know everything, you know what I'm saying? You and your teens, you feel like, you know what I mean? Like everything your parents is telling you is garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to adhere to it because you feel like, listen, man, I know the world because I'm in it. You're old, mom. You old, pop. You don't know, you know what I'm saying? And then you get out there on your own. You rush out of your mother's house, right? And then you realize, man, it's a big world out there. And nobody out here cares about me. Not a police officer, not a, not a student body, not a faculty not a, not like not like a homie that you thought had your back but ran when you got into a scuffle like like I'm out here on my own you know what I'm saying in the one place I was protected at I couldn't wait to get away from that which is my mama's house you know what I'm saying I, the one place that had my best interest at heart that I could always eat always sleep you know what I'm saying like I was safe yes. I rushed out of there I hauled ass out of there I can't wait to get out of there I gotta get away from my mama career you know what I'm saying and like and then when I realized when I was out there that I, I made a mistake, that the world as I knew it was not exactly what I thought it was, like I had to turn back around and be like, hey, well, like, you know, I, got, I might have to revisit, you know, that space because I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not equipped. You know what I'm saying? And you think, you think, you think you know what's best for you. And when you get out there and you realize how ugly this world is and you realize you're on your own, you know what I'm saying? Either you're going to be smart enough to go back or it's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And most likely to succeed was the story of a 17-year-old black man that went into the world with no tools, no fatherhood, you know what I'm saying? And uh, only basic information that my mother could give me because, you know, at the time, moms give you surface advice. Hey, you better go to school and get a good job. And it's like, but how? Oh, you better, you don't mess up your credit. But she can't tell me the first thing about what that really means. Right. She just gives me information on the surface because that's all she can give me. You know what I'm saying? Our mothers were our mothers were survivors. You know what I'm saying? They weren't the most like intellectually sound individuals. Like they didn't have all the information because they came. My mom came. My mom's mom was in kitchens cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like she her education was like at a at a at a, at a very bare minimal basis. You know what I'm saying? So 
There's not much that she could give my mom other than survive. So all my mom knew how to give me was survive. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like, you know what I mean? Like all, all the information that she gave, it still wasn't enough because she gave me basic survival instructions, but you need more than basics to survive in America as a black man. You know what I'm saying? You need more than surface information to survive in America as a black man. It's virtually impossible for you to get out here without any information or any tools and make it. Because we only know a couple of things. If sports don't get us there, then hey, then our our, our the people we look up to in the neighborhoods who, who drive in the big cars, who hustling and peddling dope, you know what I'm saying? Then we gonna mm-hmm. we gonna draw them. We're gonna draw closer to them. We're gonna we're gonna find the next best thing every time. And and it's not really a lot of role models in our neighborhoods in the inner cities, you know what I'm saying? So all of the, all of these conversations that I'm having with you right now, these things all encompass that album. You know what I'm saying? They're all mm. about struggle as a 17-year-old black man trying to make it in America with no tools. You know what I'm saying? And and I felt like this was the most important album that I've ever made because it was a story that I forgot to tell and I jumped right into how nice I was as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? When I first jumped in, all I want to do is just brag about how nice I was and the things I wanted to buy. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but as you get older, you know what I'm saying? When you know better, you do better. You know what I'm saying? wisdom kicks in and you just want to be able to provide, you know, for your families by doing things the right way. You know what I'm saying? So that's the space that I'm at, man. And that's what most likely to succeed is. It's all of my experiences as a young man, just trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Man, man, I can't wait to hear that. Cannot wait to hear it. I can't Can... wait to hear it. Yes, sir. Because, you know, those, those, those to me, my own opinion, make the best type of bodies of work, the best type of albums, when they come from that real place and you're really telling your story and your journey, which is why I love, you know, uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drives. My favorite album will always be J. Cole would never make another album like that. You know what I'm saying? But that's what makes me love J. Cole as an artist, not, you know, any of the past work or any other work he's done now. 2014 Forest Hill Drive, because there's so much emotion, so much connected, so much connectedness to what he was saying in there. So I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to hear it. People in the in the uh, in the chat saying it's a classic, not even out yet. So I know it's going to be dope. I know some of the people who are producing on it, so I know it's going to be be dope. I can't wait. I can't. No, it's I really can't good, wait. man. It's really good. I can't. I yes. mean, listen, like I, I can't say I would never say that I made a perfect album, but I will tell you that I gave a perfect effort. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, you know, I feel like an album can never be perfect because every time you hear it, you can always hear things that you feel like you could have done better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like that album is probably going to be one of the best material or pieces of work that I've ever put put together. Yeah, I can't wait. I want to. Yeah, I definitely got to hear that, man. So 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 let me ask you, uh, I guess we got one one last question to ask is ahead, what advice get, what advice would you have to get now? Go ahead and say what you're going to say. I feel like I'm kind of blurred out. Can you see me a little bit? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Okay. Right. Yeah, you know, I always tell people, depending on, you know, it's technology, you're where you are, I'm where I am in Atlanta, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hardwired, you may be on Wi-Fi. You know, it's it's the, yeah, it's always Wi-Fi, technology. As you can see me, man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yep, we can see you good. Uh, so what advice would you have for anybody trying to get into this, into this music business, in this music industry? What would you tell them? Man, what would 
would I tell somebody trying to get into this, this industry? I think it, it, would, it, would, it, would, it would go back to what we spoke about earlier, man. Just uh, limit your distractions, you know what I'm saying? Because distractions will drive you crazy. Because you may think that there's an individual out there that you might make better music than, and he might be doing 10 times better than you're doing, and that might drive you to quit. You know what I'm saying? So limit your distractions. Like, don't focus on what the world is doing because the world will drive you crazy. You know what I'm saying? Focus on what it is you believe to be true about your goals, your dreams, and your aspirations. Keep your head down and work and put together a solid team. I will tell you this because I feel like I have one of the best teams in the world. Um, I feel like without a team, right, um, you cannot actualize your dream. You know what I'm saying? The days are, are gone where you could one man show, you know what I'm saying, you know, a situation. So keep your head down and work and build a solid team. You know what I'm saying? And don't be afraid to invest in your career. Do not ask for handouts. Handouts never work out. That's one of my things. I, I live by the handouts don't work out. So, you know what I'm saying? Be, 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 be prepared to make investments in what it is that you believe in. You believe in it, don't ask for anything for free. Pay your way through, man. If DJ's like, hey, I'm not playing your records, and, you know, I, I need $50 a night, I'll spend it. Pay that $50, man. Don't, don't be, don't, don't sit there and beg people to put you in position. You know what I'm saying? Another thing, too, um, like I said about that table, man, don't beg for a seat at anybody's table. You know what I mean? Build your own. Because the same tools and materials that they use to build that table, they sell all them shits at Home Depot, bro. That's right. Listen, they sell all that at Home Depot. And if you ain't got a Home Depot and you someplace else in one of these other states, they sell that at Lowe's. They, you know what I'm saying? Menards. Right. 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 So... All of those same materials that they use to build that table, that's for, just know. You know what I'm saying? So build your own table. I mean, we not we not long. Like I say, no more handouts, man. Work as hard as you can. Keep your head down. Work, pray, and build a team. That's what's up, brother. Man, that's that's amazing advice. Amazing advice. So if people wanted to connect with you and to find out what you know you and your team are doing, how can they do that? Instagram, man, my IG is at H-O-S-T-W-R-I-E-A-H. Same handle for Twitter. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm around. You know what I mean? My, my email, you can email us at info at rebellionlabel.com if you want to send us music or submissions or whatever the case may be. But I'm around, man. It's as simple as DM me on IG. I always respond. You know what I'm saying? If I don't see it today, it might be 10 days from now, whenever I see it, I will always respond. I guarantee you. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. <clears throat> so do me a favor. Stick around for just one moment while I, while I close out the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, man. Oh, my gosh. That was an amazing, hands down, amazing discussion. You know what I'm saying? It was not even like an interview. It was a hands down discussion full of gems, full of just tools that you can take to help further your career in this music industry. As always, I appreciate all of you tuning in. Uh, thank you very much. You can, as I always say on, on every show, you can catch us every Monday and Thursday night at 7 p.m. We do live streams with uh, music industry professionals, A&Rs, record label executives, producers, singers, songwriters. You know what I'm saying? So make sure to tune in. Make sure to subscribe to our channel as it helps us make this content more available to others just like yourself. and helps us also to rank higher on, on YouTube so people can find us as well. Um, so thank you very much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate all of you and y'all have a good night.
it was, it was great. My name's me. So peace out to all of you. Thanks for tuning in.